What was the thinking behind Lane Lambert's decision to juggle his lines against the Red Wings in the third period? We'll talk about that, plus a full preview of tonight's game against the Capitals. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get new episodes as soon as they drop, and you can hear us now on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked on Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. So much to talk about today. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a subject you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all things Isles all season long. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for instant insight and analysis. And it's great to talk Isles hockey game time or any time with fellow Islanders fans. All right. Let's talk a little bit about what went on in the Islanders' overtime loss on Monday to the Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, we got through 40 minutes of hockey, and we're into the third period, and the Islanders are up 2 to nothing. And what ends up happening is that the Islanders' head coach, Lane Lambert, essentially decides that uh, he's going to make some changes. And he decided he had to break up the duo of Bo Horvat and Matthew Barzal. And he moved Barzi down to the third line, put Oliver Wallstrom on the wing alongside Bo Horvat, and then Barzal was skating on the wing with J.G. Pajot and Simon Holmstrom. And 
the reasoning behind it was, and it's kind of ironic, that the Islanders, uh, uh, Lambert felt that Horvat and Lee and Barzal as a trio were giving up too many scoring chances, weren't playing consistent enough defensively. Well, it didn't go well, folks. The Islanders give up three goals in less than four minutes and end up losing the game in overtime. And oh yeah, uh, the first goal came against the line of Pajot, Holmstrom, and Barzal, where all of the forwards on that play were caught up ice and basically Samuel Bolduc and Sebastian Ajo were the defensemen. That's your most vulnerable defensive pair. Bolduc took the wrong step and then Ajo was left alone. You had a situation where Barzal in particular did not get back in time and bam, first goal in the net against the Islanders lead cut to two to one. And then the second goal, it's Horvat's line out there. And it was Wallstrom who couldn't clear the puck. So basically with a two nothing lead, I understand Lane Lambert being concerned about the the inconsistent defense of his top line. But by breaking those guys up, he basically, you know, created some trios with less familiarity and left his third defense pair, which really contains his sixth and seventh defensemen as of right now, exposed. And I understand the thinking in the long run because you're sending a message to Horvat, Lee, and Barzal. And that message is basically, if you guys aren't going to be responsible defensively, we're not going to keep you together. And for all the magic or chemistry or, uh, you know, potential, let's put it that way, that this top line could have, you're not going to be allowed to realize that potential if you don't play defensively. And here's what Lane Lambert said. They were creating a lot of chances offensively, just defensively. We've got to shore things up. And again, it just seems like the message was sent, but it ended up defeating the purpose. And Matthew Barzal basically said, I think it's been pretty solid when asked about the defense of his line with Bo Horvat. I mean, we haven't spent a ton of time in RN, maybe the last two games a little bit more, but I think it's been pretty good. Just objectively, if you're being switched around, whether it's me or whoever, things maybe can affect that a little bit. I've played with Bo for a little while now. We're pretty familiar with each other's games. So if moved around a little bit and put back together, I don't think that hurts too much. And, you know, basically at the end of the 
uh, situation. He said, well, you know, Lane Lambert is the coach and he knows best. I understand the thought process behind the move. I don't understand the timing of it necessarily while you're clinging to that two-goal lead. And I, I think while it may meet the eye test statistically, that top unit wasn't playing all that badly. And, you know, they did allow a lot of high-danger chances. And, you know, that is a bit of a concern. But, overall, breaking up those lines and putting them together seemingly hodgepodge doesn't help chemistry. You just move Lee back to that top line and you ended up exposing your, you know, your least reliable defensive pair and basically changing the momentum of the game. I don't think this is going to be a long-term issue, but again, part of it is, to me, Lane Lambert does have a tendency to juggle his lines mid-game. And with a team that struggles to score, like the Islanders, it makes a certain amount of sense. Because you're looking for that spark. But this was kind of the opposite of that. You lost the spark as a result of that move. And you you just sort of did it when it didn't necessarily have to be done at that moment. So... Let's see what the Islanders do going forward. Look, this team is still 26th in the league in goals scored. They've got to be better than that. And let's see if they can find the right combinations. Uh, Still really only have one line going really consistently, and that is Nelson Engvall and Palmieri. Got to get more lines going offensively. Look, the the fourth line is going, but they're not going to score consistently and a lot so you got to do you know get at least another one of those lines up and running all right we have got a lot more to discuss on today's show we are going to give a full preview of tonight's game in washington against the capitals and we've got a really tough islanders birthday of the day a player who spent Four games with the Islanders in 2008-2009. We're getting obscure here. Uh, But let's see if you can guess who that is. And yeah, that was his entire NHL career. So lots of bonus points if you can guess who this center is. So we've got all that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Bo Horvat could score 50 goals. The Islanders could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Barzal or McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, or McKinnon 
will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Islander fans. You could win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you could start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. That's LOCKEDONNHL. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. So the New York Islanders will take on the Washington Capitals tonight in Washington. It's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start. And uh, don't forget, big game, divisional game, you can catch every minute of this Islanders hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Islanders. This is an important game. I'm going to come right out and say it. Yeah, we're still in early November. We haven't even gotten to the 10-game mark yet. But if you look at the standings, first of all, the Washington Capitals are just one point behind the Islanders. They're 4-3-1. The Islanders are 4-2-2. But the other thing you need to realize is that after a slow start, the Caps have put together a three-game winning streak, beating New Jersey on the road and then Minnesota and San Jose at home. So they're finding themselves a little bit. And goal scoring has been the issue. They are ranked right now 30th in the league in goals scored, but 11th in the league in goals against. And Darcy Kemper, who has basically started six of the eight games this team has played, has been solid in net for Washington. He is 3-2-1 on the season, a 2-9-2 goals against average, and a 9-0-3 save percentage. And essentially, the the backup goalies as of right now... uh, just have not been able to get the job done. And that's Charlie Lindgren, who is right now listed as day-to-day, and Hunter Shepard, who also played in one game. Neither one of them has played particularly well, both of them giving up four goals in their one start, and neither one of them having a save percentage above 886. The special teams have been a problem for Washington, and that means that the Islanders might be able to take advantage of this. Washington's power play ranked 27th in the league, only a 12% success rate. The penalty kill, 21st, only a 75% kill rate. Here's the thing. You know, the Capitals have a little momentum, three straight wins. They feel like they're getting their mojo back, and it is really important for the Islanders to disrupt that mojo. No surprise that Alex Ovechkin is leading the team with eight points, but he only has two goals through eight games, which is a little bit of a surprise. One of them coming on the power play. He still leads the team with 37 shots on goal in eight games. Now think about that, Islander fans. That is four and a half, a little more than four and a half shots on goal per game. No Islander player. I don't think any Islander player averages four and a half shots, attempted shots, let alone shots on goal, per game. Uh, Defensively, John Carlson, 
one goal, seven points. The big goal scorer this year so far has been Dylan Strom, who has six goals to lead the team, and no other player on the Caps has more than two. You look at the line combinations for the Capitals, Strom, Ovechkin, and Tom Wilson, uh, an Islander fan favorite, and yes, I'm putting that in air quotes, those of you who are listening uh, on the audio version of the podcast. Second line, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Anthony Mantha, and TJ Oshie. Uh, You got some injuries now and some questions on the third line since Nicholas Backstrom just announced that he's going to take a little time away. So they're going to sub in for Backstrom. Sonny Milano right now dealing with a, a little bit of an injury. He's usually on the left side. He's considered day to day as of now. So we will see some changes there. Matthew Phillips has been on the third line on the right wing. And then uh, Hendricks LaPierre, Beck uh, Malenstein, uh, and Alexi Protas have been the fourth line. Martin uh, Fahervi and John Carlson, the top defensive pair. Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Rasmus Sandin, the second pairing. And Hardy Haman Octel and Nick Jensen are the third pair. We mentioned the goalies, Kemper and Lindgren, but Lindgren now kind of listed as day-to-day. Don't know if Nick Dowd will be back in the lineup. And then you have uh, Joel Edmondson and Max Pacioretty on IR, not really thinking that either of them will be back anytime soon. Islanders can't let Alexander Ovechkin get going. He's only got the two goals in eight games. You know where he goes on the power play, so you got to watch for him there if they do get... uh, power play chances. But to me, the biggest key to this game and what we didn't see, especially in the third period against Detroit, but really throughout the game, the Islanders need to play Islanders hockey. They cannot allow the Washington Capitals to have 35-40 shots on goal. I want to hold Washington to under 35 shots. And I want to hold them to less than four or five really high danger shots. You take care of that, you win. Now, the other thing is this. We know about Tom Wilson. We know about TJ Oshie. These are guys who are good at getting under the skin of the New York Islanders. And we know that Ross Johnston is no longer with this team. You may need Matt Martin to step up and do something. You may need Cal Clutterbuck to at least keep the peace. And you're going to need this team to not get suckered in to getting off their game by guys like Oshie and Wilson. It's got to be. And then again, on the power play, Oshie, always dangerous, even though right now he only has one assist through eight games. So, you know, the Islanders, Know what they need to do. The big question is, will they be able to do it and end the Capitals' losing streak? So hopefully that is what we're going to see. But it's a a road game, a division game, and a a spot in the standings. Because if the Islanders lose this one in regulation, the Capitals will leapfrog them in the standings. So again, don't forget... Uh, Islanders and Capitals tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, big Metropolitan Division matchup. You can catch every minute 
of the Islanders Hometown Broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app if you just search for Islanders. All right, we have got more to get to on today's show. We have our Islanders birthday of the day, and we'll go over some updates on Scott Mayfield's injury situation and some lineup changes made in practice on Wednesday. So all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. When you're drafting a fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Indeed knows that when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, right Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a lot more. And look, you can use your knowledge of the Islanders to bet on FanDuel. Check out the odds for how many points Alexander Ovechkin will have. How many saves will Ilya Sorokin get? Will the Islanders win or lose? All of these things you can bet on at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So at practice Wednesday, a couple of things. Uh, Scott Mayfield, yeah, he was out there again. And that is certainly encouraging uh, to see him skating and still rotating in on that third pair with Bolduc and Ajo. So according to what I have, uh, my sources, basically, he's going to make the trip. Scott Mayfield is going down to D.C. with the team and will likely be a game-time decision when the Islanders take on the Washington Capitals. Clearly, Mayfield has been missed. And I think I feel better about Sebastian Ajo in the lineup when he's paired with Scott Mayfield as compared to when he's paired with Samuel Bolduc. And I would feel better about Bolduc also if he were paired with Mayfield rather than Ajo. But obviously, Bolduc would return to being the seventh defenseman if uh, 
Mayfield is ready to go. He is expected to be a game-time decision. Now, the line combinations went back to Horvat, Lee, and Barzal as the top line, Nelson, Engvall, Palmieri, Pajot, Holmstrom, and then a change on the third line, again in practice. Looks like Hudson Fashing will return to the lineup. Oliver Wallstrom and Julian Gauthier were the extra forwards with Zizekas, Martin, and Clutterbuck also being, uh, you know, the fourth line, as always, and the identity line getting going. Looks like, as well, that uh, Semyon Varlamov was the first goalie onto the practice ice. May he get the start against the Capitals? Not sure. You look at the Islanders' schedule coming up, and, you know, it's not like there's a back-to-back, but Varley played very well. So you've got, you know, tonight in Washington, Saturday at home against Carolina, and then uh, basically you go to uh, November 7th at home against Minnesota. You've got some games that are spread out, but you want to keep Varley sharp. So let's see what happens. All right. I think Varley will get the start, but that also will most likely be a game-time decision. Time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. This has got to be one of the more obscure and difficult uh, Islanders' birthdays of the day. Today is the 43rd birthday of former Islanders center Curtis McLean. McLean was not drafted, played at Norwich University, and then turned pro in 2004-2005, jumped around the ECHL and the AHL, was with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, as they were known back then, in 08-09, and then played four games for the New York Islanders during that season, and scored a goal, was a plus one in those four games, and then went to Sweden and Switzerland and the KHL and Austria and Germany and Slovakia. He bounced around Europe, finally retired after the 2020-2021 season. We go back and look at his best moment as an Islander, and it's pretty clear. January 21st, 2009, 11,853 fans on hand at the Nassau Coliseum to see the Islanders and the Anaheim Ducks, J.S. Jaguar starting for the Ducks, Jan Denis in goal for the Islanders, and Curtis McLean gets his first and only career NHL goal late in the first period. Franz Nielsen and Jack Hillen with the assist. That turned out to be the game winner as the Islanders beat the Ducks by a score of 2-1. to one. Jan Denis, 39 saves in this game. Islanders were outshot 40-14. to 14. Curtis McLean scoring. He had a goal at even strength. He was a plus one. And yeah, it was the game-winning goal. So, a happy birthday to Curtis McLean. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Everydayers, tomorrow on the show, we will 
have our key takeaways from the game in Washington against the Capitals. And we will also preview the Saturday game against the Carolina Hurricane back at the UBS Arena. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.